This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. going to bring the word today. And I actually, it's actually going to start off with a couple of questions. Amen. The first one that I'm going to ask is, where is your passion? And the second one is, what's our purpose? So I hope by the end, you'll know the answer to those two questions. And sometimes we think we know a thing, but then sometimes we find out maybe we didn't know all that we thought we knew. Or sometimes maybe it just brings clarity to what we've been asking God. So for some, it will be a confirmation. For some, it might be a revelation. For some, it's going to be clarity, and it's going to stop the confusion about where is your passion and what's our purpose? We're going to start off in Matthew 6.33. It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added on to you. So in another words, let's just put your passion in attention where it belongs. What's God saying? Seek me first. Seek me first. Seek my kingdom. Okay, seek about what God has asked us to do. Amen. And then all this other stuff will line up. It will become clear. See, because when God gets out of the equation, or God gets out of order, so now instead of God being number one, God is two or three or he's at the way back of the line or he's only there when we get in trouble or when we need him. See, then everything else gets all messed up. Your relationship with him, your relationship with everybody else and the calling that God has on your life, amen? So let's get first things first. Let's get our passion and attention back to where it needs to be, and that's on our God, on our Father. Because, see, passion for anything in life is vital for success. So, see, if you're not successful with God, it's going to be real hard to be successful in everything else. Now, listen, though. You may think you're having success, but, see, success is more than a office corner job, a big house and a fancy car. Success is first having a relationship with Jesus Christ, having eternity sealed for you, and then you living a life to bring as many with you as you can. Having peace and joy, having wholeness in your body. See, there's a lot more to success than, quote, what the world tries to show us and what the world tries to tell us. So be careful, see, of what you think success is. But passion for anything is vital for success. How do you think, though, see, 
the world gets successful in certain things, okay? Whether it be that they created something, a computer program, the computer, the phone. Somebody was passionate about that. So how much more do we need to be passionate about God and then all the other stuff will fall into place? Now listen, look at King David as an example. I got got so much here that I got to get to you, so I got to try to get it to you without getting too excited, but it's hard. King David is a great example about being passionate and how about being passionate can change the course of your life. Okay, this ain't just for King David. It's not just for the Bible stories. See, God gave you a passion for a reason and a purpose, and it will change the course of your life and everybody attached to you. So he's a great example about how passion can change the course of your life. Now listen, David asked a simple question to those around him, and we're not going to go there, but it's over in 1 Samuel 17. He was young. He'd gone out to bring food to his brothers while they were dealing with Goliath in the Philistine army. Now listen, they didn't approve of David being there. They mocked him. They teased him. They taunted him. What'd you do, just come to see the battle? Is that why you're here? But now listen, I love David's response. But now listen, his response came out of passion for God, a passion for the love that he had for God. This was his response. He said, is there not a cause? In other words, is there not a purpose here? What are you doing here? Why are you here? He asked him that question, is there not a cause? Even though he was just a teenager, he knew what to do in difficult times. Why? Because of his passion for God and his passion to love God. He understood what to do in difficult situations. He knew that Goliath had defied the nation of Israel. And in his mind, he already knew and seen that King Saul and the army of Israel had lost their passion. They had lost their passion because they forgot their purpose. They forgot the cause. They forgot, why are we here? No. So why do sometimes do we stop? Why do sometimes do we fail or give up on our dreams? Why do we sometimes feel like that nothing's going for us? Why do we sometimes feel like our dream has died? Because you've lost your passion for God. You've lost your passion for his purpose and his cause for you. You've got to stay passionate. And remember, your life has a cause. Your life has a purpose. It's called staying with it. It's called staying the course. It's called following God, staying passionate. Protect your passion for God at all costs. Protect your purpose that he has called you to be. And all the people that are attached to you and me. Protected at all costs. Because your destiny, your destiny is what's lying in the balance. See? And if you don't follow your destiny, 
then it don't just affect you. It affects those that are attached to you. So protected at all costs. What made David a great king? Position? Wealth? Fame? No. His passion to believe and love his God. That's what made him a great king. And from that passion, he became a doer. And then out of that doing, it prepared a pathway for his future as king. But see, it started with a passion. See, he didn't just become king because he was in line or it was just handed to him. No, he had a passion for God. And that began to set up his pathway. He slew the giant with faith and passion. Now listen, one small stone at a time. And guess what? Everybody saw it. Everybody seen. All those naysayers, all those doubters, all those unbelievers, those that were on the good side and those that were on the bad side, they all seen it. See, your future your future depends on you being passionate for God. And it also for all of those that are watching you and watching me. See, there's people watching our lives. Some you don't even know yet. You don't even know their name and you never will till you get to heaven. But there's people watching. Every day watching. The believers, the unbelievers, the doubters, the naysayers, those that love God, those that don't love God. They're watching you. They're watching you. That's why they need you to rise up and be passionate for God. Be passionate for his purpose and your destiny that he's called you. Stop giving the enemy so much attention. Stop giving him so much credit. What was happening before David showed up? Israel was listening to what Goliath was saying, to what Goliath was doing, all the trash he was speaking out of his mouth, all the fear, standing up there like a big bully, speaking trash out of his mouth. That's what they were listening to. They weren't listening to God. They were listening to what the devil was saying. They were listening to what the giant was saying and doing. Speaking a bunch of trash, releasing fear into the air, and they're grabbing a hold of it every time it came out. That's what they were doing. They were listening to it instead of what God was saying. They were giving all of their attention to the enemy. They were giving all their attention to what the enemy was saying and doing. So guess what it did? It was keeping them mentally and emotionally defeated. Weak and powerless. See, you give attention to the wrong thing and you'll become defeated, weak, and powerless. Get a hold of that. Give attention to the wrong thing. Give attention to what the enemy's saying. Give attention to trash. Give attention to doubt and unbelief. And you'll become defeated, weak, and powerless. And guess what? You won't move forward. You'll stay stuck. 
And in some cases, the enemy will give you just enough to make you think you've made a little progress. You may not have went backwards, but you ain't going forward. You're just staying in the same spot, doing the same thing. You can't be move forward and you can't be successful if you give all your time and all your energy to the obstacles that pop up, to the fear and the doubt and the unbelief that pops up. You won't be able to move forward. You'll never be successful if you keep giving your time and energy to the obstacles that are trying to defy you, that are trying to stop you from your future, from your success in God, from the destiny that God has called you. See, God has a destiny for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us. Give all your attention to what God has placed in your heart and what he is saying. Guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That's in Proverbs 4. I'm telling you, guard your heart because the issues of life flow out of that. Everything you'll do and be come out of your heart, so guard it. And God is no respecter of persons. Each and every one of us have been called. We've been called to different places, different positions, to different areas of life, but everyone's got a call. So you ain't got an excuse. No, I don't sing on the platform. I don't teach in a class. I don't preach on the stage. I'm not a missionary. Are you a believer? Then you're called. God called all of you. No matter what you do, clean the church, mow the grass, whatever you do in life, God said all have been called by my name. So he's no respecter of persons. He's called each and every one of us for a purpose and a cause. He has given us all desires to be passionate about God first, and then everything else will line up. Everything else will become clear. It's time to go for it. It's time to get up and go for it. It's time to get up and go for it. It's in your heart there for a reason. God put it in your heart for a reason. To complete your destiny and reach your destination in him. Full of life, full of glory, full of people for your life. There's a reason he put desires in your heart. Maybe you say, well, I don't really know. I'm not sure. Then pray and ask. God, reveal to me. Reveal the cause and the purpose that you've called me for. Pray and ask. And then listen to what God is saying about that one thing. See, there's a one thing that God's called us to be passionate about. That doesn't mean there won't be other things in your life, but there's a one thing. See, David was many things, but the one thing, he was to be king. See, first, his love for God, and then he became king. See, we all have a one thing that God's called you to be passionate about. Quit trying to do 20 things, and then you wonder why you're not passionate about anything. Get a revelation about the one thing then other things will come out of that. But there's a one thing that God's called you to be passionate about. Amen. Get passionate about him and then that will become clear. 
There's something in you that God called you that fires you up, that causes you to get passionate. He's placed that desire in your heart. So just say, God, I need clarity. Or maybe you just say, God, I'm ready. Or maybe you know, but you ain't been pursuing it. You got excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. Maybe it's time for you to get passionate again. Maybe it's time for you to stop making excuses. Maybe it's time for you to start pursuing God again like you've never done before. Maybe it's time for you to take that first step of obedience. Take that first step with, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then watch what happens. Watch what happens. See, and don't never take, if there's something you've been passionate about, don't never take that as, well, that's not a big thing, I'm not it. No. If God's called you to do it, see, then do it and be passionate about it. See, everything is important to God. See, so don't think because, well, yours doesn't put you on TV or don't put you on the platform that it's not important. No, see, God gave us all a different thing. See, and if because we are all doing the same thing, then many people would not be touched. See, some need to be in the background handing out the Bibles, preaching the gospel. Maybe nobody else knows, but you're reaching thousands and hundreds of thousands of people because you've got a heart to just give Bibles, give Bibles. Or maybe go out and tell people wherever you go, God loves you, and so do I. I'm praying for you. See, get up and pursue what God's called you to do. Take the step of obedience and just say, yes, Lord, and watch what begins to happen. I'm telling you. And then stop making excuses when God shows up on your behalf. Get all guilty. Well, I don't want to tell nobody. You know, God just opened up that door for me to get a raise. God just opened up a door for me to get a promotion, but I know they've been believing for one too, and if I say anything, then they're going to think I'm bragging, and then they're going to get their feelings hurt. No, tell them to encourage them. Guess what? You're in the same line. I once was in that line too, and everybody else in front of me was getting the raises, getting the promotion, getting the house, getting the man, getting the woman, getting the hill, and it seemed like, where's mine? But then I made a choice to get up and rejoice with them, and then I started being happy with them, and then I started saying, me too. I'm in the me too line. I'm not mad at you. I'm glad with you. I'm happy for you. I want to sow into your life because I know I'm standing in the me too line. I'm standing in the me too line. Rejoice with your brother and your sister. Get happy with them when something good happens because when you rejoice with them, guess what? Then the same thing's going to happen for you. So stop making excuses for the not doing what God's told you and then stop making excuses when he blesses you. And you're pursuing of God because God put the dream there. But guess what? You've got to ignite the passion. 
See, God didn't make you a robot. He made us a free will. So you get to choose. How little you want of God, how much. You want everything he's got in the book or you just want pieces of it? You want it all or just a little? Do you want to walk in his destiny or do you want to do your own thing? Do you want to walk in a fulfilled life or just a piece of life? Do you want to walk in the overflow or in just a little tiny drip? See, you get to choose. So it's the same thing. God's put desires in all of us, but you got to ignite the passion. You got to ignite it. So quit listening to what your mind's saying. Regardless of what people are saying and your circumstances, you got to talk to yourself. You got to remind yourself of some things. Ask yourself those questions when you start doubting and wondering. What's my purpose in life? What's my cause? And why? Because God saved you and me for his purpose. He saved you and me for the life that he called you to walk in, a fulfilled, overflowing, blessed life. For the people, for your life. See, the people you're going to touch that I cannot touch. That's why. Because then out of that, you'll start to walk in his goodness and the overflow. You'll get up in your destiny and get to your destination fulfilled and have a whole lot of people behind you that you brought with you because you were walking in his purpose. So listen, and when you do this, those that are attached to you will start getting passionate. They'll start getting on fire. They'll start wanting what God wants. They'll start following God in a different way and on a different level, see? Listen, don't you think that this life is all about you? What you do and what you say matters. Where you go to church is a matter of life and death. You following God and following his way is a matter of life and death. You being obedient is a matter of life and death for you and those attached to you. So when you start doing this, guess what? All those that are around you. See, you start going to get passionate too. Because it's going to flow over out of you and onto them. That's your purpose. That's the why. Because see... He wants them to walk in their future and get a revelation like you did. But see, you doing what God's called you to do is going to help to affect their decisions and choices. See, it'll help them to get on fire. It'll help them to want to walk in their destiny. It'll help them to want to walk in their purpose. Keep his purpose at the forefront of your mind and not all the other stuff. Not all the other junk. Not all the other distractions. Not all the other giants. And the junk and the fear they're throwing out of their mouths. Keep God's purpose in the forefront of your mind. Because when your mind is retrained and renewed on the word of God, then we 
And those attached to us will start following God's will and his way. And guess what? You'll begin to produce the fruit of the Spirit like never before. Those attached to you will start producing the fruit of the Spirit. What's the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5? It talks about love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control. Oh, my God, just think if we had a world that was walking in that. What a beautiful place it would be. But guess who it's going to start with? You and me. You and me. Because, see, when you walk in the fruit of the Spirit, those around you can't help but to start, whoa, noticing. They may not even be a believer, but they're going to start saying, well, golly, man, they're nice to even people they don't know. They're nice to even people that are mean to them. And they still seem to be happy. Maybe there's something in this. See, when you start doing the right thing and walking in your purpose and call and being passionate about God, it will spread like wildfire. It will spread like wildfire. They need you to be passionate. They need me to be passionate about him and then about what he's put in us because it will spread. It's our job, whether you like it or not, to walk in the love of God, to walk in the goodness of God, to be passionate about him. Amen? You've been called to be Jesus with skin on to as many people as you can. And then they'll go be Jesus with skin on to as many people as they can. And this will go on and on and on. But it starts with you and it starts with me about being passionate and knowing what your purpose and your cause is. He said to go. Go into all the world. You see, some, you need to just start going into your world right here. Go into your neighborhood. Go into your job. Go into your family. You, God's done so much, told you so much, and you keep it to yourself. That's not what he said. Go. Go tell it. Go live it. Go let your life tell the story of Jesus' love and his goodness. Now listen, some will go far off, some will have opportunities, but those that can't, then we give our monies, right? We just had talked about an opportunity this morning, you know? You know, we've got people all over the nations of the world, but the one we're focusing on right now is a trip that's coming up with Dr. V and, and uh, Denise to go to Africa, Uganda. Now, we've already got seed over there. We've already got uh, Pastor Mike Crosslow that's been over there for years and years and years and years that has given his life and the millions of lives that are being touched. You know, not just in spiritual things, but clean water. Homes being built. Pastors being taught how to grow your own garden, produce your own money so you ain't got to starve while you're preaching the gospel. Learning how to be self-sufficient. Building schools and orphanages and training centers. See, that's just one, that's just one area, but it's spreading millions of people's lives are being touched, but you're part of that. If you give your finances, see, sometimes you can't physically go, but you've sent somebody else. And guess what? Ooh, you get a harvest too. You're getting a harvest of Alpha every life that's being touched and changed over there too. Ain't that exciting? But he said go. So you can't make excuses. But some of you, you know, you have no problem giving money or, 
to somebody over in Africa or Mexico or India or whatever, but when God tells you, go tell your co-worker that you've been praying for them. Oh, I don't do that. The way they treat me. You can't even go to your neighbor. You can't even go to your co-worker. You can't even go to the person in the store when God says, just go over there and just say, look, I know you don't know me and I don't want you to, you know, get all freaked out or anything, but I just, you know, felt like I was supposed to come over and just let you know that God loves you. He said to go into all the world, see? But you, if you can't go in your own little world, how in the world are you going to do anything else? It's not just about you and your four and no more. He said go into the world. And we're going into the nations right here, so you need to get hooked up. You need to get hooked up because I'm telling you, you got harvest. When you give, you got harvest in that. Stop letting today's little things steal your future for God's big thing. See, you're letting all the little things, all the little distractions, all the little lies and the trash coming out of people's mouth and your mind stopping you from the big thing that God has for you. Your mind wants you to look at the natural circumstances that's standing in your way like a lion, shouting and yelling, carrying on, speaking a lot of trash, trying to get you to back down, back up. Look at me! Look at the mountain! Look at the distraction! Look at the impossible! Look at the fear. Don't do it. No, you can't. You won't never be anybody. You'll never be able to do that. You can't walk in wholeness. You can't be healed. You can't have joy. You can't have peace. (laughs) Quit letting the natural circumstances that are standing in your way yelling and shouting at you, stopping you from your destiny in God. Because remember, I say this all the time, it's not for where you are. It's for where God is taking you into the better, into the greater, into the bigger into the more people for your life. Remember, God has taken us all somewhere. So get up off your do-nothing. Get up off your little, well, I'm waiting on the right time or the right feeling or everything to be perfect. Well, then you'll still be waiting when Jesus comes. And he'll say, what did you do with what I gave you? Oh, sorry, Lord, I was too afraid. I was too poor. I was too weak. I had too much going on. I got other things to do. I got to go here and do this and live my life and then I'll follow you, God. No, he ain't going to hear the excuses. He's going to say, let's just do a video of your life. 
and look at all the opportunities you missed. Oh, look at this one. Look at that one. Look at that soul. Look at that soul. They were waiting on you. Oh, look at what I had here for you. Look at the healing I had for you. Oh, my God, you could have been whole. You could have been restored with your children. Your children could have been serving me and been on fire for me. Oh, my God, look at here what you've been waiting on, that promotion, that, that blessing in your life, that peace and that joy, that restoring power where you've been abused mentally, physically, sexually, and emotionally. God said, I had all that for you. But you didn't take it. You didn't get up and walk in all that I had for you. Because you were listening to the Goliath instead of listening to God. God said you were walking your way instead of my way. I had a purpose and a cause for you. I gave you a desire, but you weren't passionate about me. Oh, you were passionate about your job, your education, passionate about your children succeeding and being successful. And there's nothing wrong with those things. But where's God? God first. Because see, all that other stuff don't matter if we ain't got God first in the picture. Because all that other stuff will just fall away, fade away. And then you can say, I did a lot of stuff, got a lot of trophies, got a lot of plaques on my wall. But where was the passion for God? What happened to your destiny? You didn't reach your destination. You only got halfway there. You didn't walk in all that God had. You didn't bring all the people that God wanted you to bring. I don't know about you, but I want to be passionate about God and walk in the fullness that he has for me so I can bring others with me. But remember now, Technical difficulties. Just hold on a minute here. A passion for God. Now listen. Remember. So it's not for where you are, but it's where for God has taken you and all that are attached to you. But now remember. Listen to this. But just like Goliath, in the end, he was one stone throw away. Listen, I'm going to get ready to say something. You better get ready. Hold on. Hold on to your socks because they're going to pop off your shoes. Listen. He was one stone throw away from becoming insignificant. That big old giant that had everybody froze, that had everybody stopping, had everybody doing nothing and being defeated and powerless was one small stone away from becoming insignificant. The thing or the things that are holding you back and holding you down and holding you from the people that God has for you to touch are one stone throw away from becoming insignificant if you'll stand up, face your giant, get some passion about you, And get some power in your life. It's tempting to get focused on what's lacking, what you don't have, what's not right, what everybody else is doing, what everybody else has, what you don't have. 
how you had your life all mapped out, and oh boy, that went in the toilet. So you think, well, you know, man, oh man, if I really looked at my life, my life kind of sucked. Well, guess what? It can start not sucking. It can start being good right now today. What are you waiting for? Get up. I'm sure David thought things were pretty sucky too. But guess what? He had something down in him called a purpose and a cause and a love for his father. That was more than all that other stuff. Because listen, if David had done what they did, he would have never stepped into the battle. He would have never picked up the stone. He could have focused on David's size, all the fear and the trash that was coming out of his mouth. You got a whole army trembling, everybody telling you, Get away, get away. You know, we can't defeat him. But guess what? He didn't focus on him. He focused on God. He focused on what his father was saying and not the trash and the fear that was coming out of the mouth of the giant. But instead he took his passion. Now listen, when he took a hold of that passion for his father, then it caused him, it gave him an ability, a super on his natural to do the unthinkable, to do the unthinkable. God said, it's time for you to get passionate so you can start doing what's unthinkable. What's impossible with you is possible with God. He focused on God and his purpose and his passion outweighed the giant. If not, guess what? He would have missed many opportunities. He would have missed the opportunity to help the army of Israel. And he would have forfeited his future of being king. See, his passion put him into his destiny. He arrived at his destination of being king. And the lives that were touched and the stories that we continue to tell of what he had done. But see, if you don't stop letting the little things and people and circumstances keep you from your destiny, you'll forfeit your destiny. You won't reach your destination. That doesn't mean you won't get to heaven. But when you look around your life goes up in front and you see all that you could have been and all the people you could have touched and you look back at the few. Don't be. Say, wow, I wished I, I just wished I would have been passionate about God. I wish I just would have did what he asked me to do. I wished I would have just followed you, God, with all of my heart. I wished I would have been passionate and walked in my purpose, in my cause. You know, in Matthew 6, 31, it talks about, therefore, to take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, and what shall we wear? Listen, it's not that those things aren't important, okay? But Jesus said, don't dwell on these things. Don't live, in, live a life in a state of worry. And what you can't do in living in a life of regrets, live a life 
with purpose and passion for God. Do it. Reach your destination in God. Overflowing. Walk in his fulfilled life that he has for you. Say what God says and agree with him. Because listen, your passion for God will lead you to greater levels. Greater levels of trust, greater levels of the blessing, and things will begin to flow like never before. Overflowing, outpourings, overwhelming. Stop standing in your way. You know, you could be, and I could be our worst enemy. We stand in our own way with our mouth. We're agreeing with the giant, agreeing with the mountain, agreeing with the circumstances, agreeing what everybody else is saying, agreeing what we're feeling, agreeing what we're seeing, and not agreeing with what God says. Our mouth has the power of life and death. So stop standing in your way with your mouth and change what you say. Because listen... As David or somebody comes up and plays a little bit for me, listen, passion is powerful. It moves you forward. Without passion, you stay still. Without passion, you can become stagnant. Without passion, you'll eventually just sit down. Passion is powerful. Passion moves you forward. But guess what? You got to feed your passion. You got to feed. You got to feed your spirit. You got to get in the word. You got to find out what God says and then say it. Then start saying it. Amen. Your future, your purpose on what God has said. But it takes you. Listen, because when you get up in this thing and you start getting passionate again, then you will walk in your destiny and reach your destination. But you got to stay passionate. Get your fire stirred up again. Get your fire stirred up again. Get in the presence of God and enjoy his presence. Love his presence. Because I'm telling you, without passion, you won't move forward. Remember, you're one stone throw away. You're one small step away from all of that other stuff, all the impossibilities becoming insignificant. What the doctor has said, what your checkbook has said, what your body has said, what your family has told you, what you think your heritage has told you what your no education has told you where you were born or where you were brought up maybe has told you you're one step away from all of that becoming insignificant when you choose to just say yes Lord I'm going to listen to the voice of my father and not the voice of the giant anymore of the circumstances. 
You need to stand up. All of you need to stand up. Stand up. I'm going to tell you something. God's, God's going to help you here. God's going to help you here. Like I said, some of you, you already know the desire and the purpose and the cause that God's put down in you. Some of you have been walking it, but all of us need to be challenged to get a little hotter. Get a little more in the pursuit. Okay? Because we're in a time, see, where God's challenging us to say, come on now, step it up. I got another level. I got more for you to do. I got to take you someplace. I got things for you to do, people's lives to touch. So you're going to have to step it up. Get a little more on fire. Some of you have been struggling for years. What am I to do? 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 And then you think you're doing it and then that don't work. And you try this and you try that. God says just stand. And cry out today and say, Lord, speak to me about the desire and the cause and the purpose that you put in my heart. For whatever reason, it's been blurred. It's been confused. Then, I, then you feel guilty because then you feel like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like everybody else knows, but what about me? God says, it's all right. Today's your day for the revealing, the revelation, the clarity, maybe the refiring, the refueling. But today is your day. In the name of Jesus, I thank you right now, Father, for those that are in the place of not knowing, not knowing, help them to take the step. Some of you need to just physically walk up here. You need to physically take a step. If you can, you need to walk up here, get up here, and just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And for those, God, that have been struggling with the pursuit of their purpose and destiny in you, God, there's coming a refiring, a clarifying, a clarity. Oh, the breath of God is going to breathe his life upon you. Dreams are being restored. Dreams are being revealed. The great reveal is happening right now. And those, God, that have known and have been following their passion to a degree, God said it's time to step it up. It's time to take another step. It's time to take another look at what I told you. It's time to get a little hotter. Because I'm going to turn up the heat. But at any time, you can turn the heat down or you can turn it up. But God said, I'm going to turn it up. And hopefully you're going to turn it up with him. But God said, it's time. Oh, we thank you, God, for a falling right now. An outpouring of your passion. Oh, God, and a stirring and a hunger. Oh, God, they cry out and say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. God, use me. Stir it up within me. Reveal to me 
Oh God, reveal the desires and the purpose. No more confusion. No more backing up. No more excuses. I thank you. I thank you. There's an outpouring. Conviction comes because God tried to tell us a thing. Because he wants better for you. He has more for you. When we get convicted, it should come to a place where we say, but God, see, I didn't know. Now I know. Now I do better because I know better. Now I know a thing. Now I want to do something different because God... I want to reach my destination. And I want to bring as many people with me as I can. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, God's been speaking some things to me. And I just want to share this with you. Listen, when you... There's this... there and, And... there's this go for it. This go for it yes. grace. Yes. And what's happening now, what's about to happen, is not going to be compared with before. Yes. Amen. And I, I saw this just like you would walk across a, a you know, have you ever seen a teeter totter? Everybody know what a teeter totter is? Amen. Uh, but you can take a one step past that. All things being equal. That's where everybody wants to live. Just all things being equal. You know, let me tell you something. God isn't into that kind of arithmetic. God's into all things being good. All yes. things being glorious. All things being on his side. Amen. But there's when you take a step, when you took a step today. The the balance is going is has changed. Yes. Amen. Yes. We're not just trying to be nice and be good and and be, you know, acceptable and palatable. I'm gonna tell you what now. We're just gonna be flat attractive. Yes. And because of so much success. But here's the thing. The Lord told me he said, not compared to before, help me to say this properly. The there there's a before that was. All right. For everybody, we have a, a before that was. Amen. On this side of the teeter totter. Now watch the shift, because this is a summer shift. Things are shifting. There's a change. There's a there's a change. Amen. Where your before it, it, it is all about, and our focus is about what was. Yes. What yes. was. But see, God says, "I set before you." I'm gonna. I want you to I want you to change your focus from the from the before that was to the before that is. There's something he said in but I set before you life. I set before you blessing. Amen. And I'm gonna tell you what, now listen, the balance scale is gonna tip to where to where that fades into insignificance like Pastor Sandy said, and where we're just captured by our attention, our focus is captured by what's out ahead of us. Yes. There's the before that was behind, but now with God, He said, I'm going to, God's a master at this. 
He can change a word. With the word, he changes a word and shifts everything. And you don't even see it like you saw it before because before it was all that. But now he's set before you. Oh, we're in a hallway year, honey. You need to keep looking at the door that is before you. You need to keep looking at that because there are keys. You just need to get the golden key to turn that. Obey God this, this summer. Amen. All right, that's all I had to say. But, Lord, I thank you in the yes, name of Jesus yes. for the shift. Yes. I thank you. They took a step out of, and they took yes. a step into. Don't yes. even know everything. Yes. But everything is changing. It changed, and everything will expand. The before that's in front of us is going to expand. Yes. And the before that's yes. behind us is going to decrease in Jesus name. Yes. Thank you for it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's just worship him right now. Yes. I see yeah. Lord, I'm going to praise you before before I see it on the outside, I'm going to start praising you from the inside. Yes. I thank you I got more out in front of me than behind me. Say my best days, my more and better days are just in front of me. Just in front of me. Just up ahead. Just up ahead. Just up ahead. Now, Lord, I declare a change on the inside. I declare you take your hand. And I thank you that you turn our face towards you. I thank you, Lord, that you turn us away from all the old and you turn us toward all the new. And I declare you to be the author and the finisher of faith in this house. I thank you, Lord, that we're going to turn the page and there's a brand. And listen now, I hear the Lord say this, and then I, I really am done. Listen, this is not another page in the old playbook. This is not a new leaf and not another new page, you know, uh, 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 to be continued. There's some stuff being cut off right now. There's some stuff being done away with and finished right now. There's a before. Are you listening? And there's going to be this thing called after. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready for the new plans? Of the new things. Of the new things that God has for you. The new you. Amen. All right? Well, listen, you're going to have to be willing to let God and let it go. Just let it go. Don't visit it no more. Don't go back there. I said don't go back there no more in your thought life. In your, and I'm going to tell you what now. It's going to be a decision and a little bit of a discipline and some determination at first. But after a while... You just keep walking towards, uh, and, and, and here's the thing, a new notebook. Just, just you know, let God, let God have, a, have, have a new notebook with you. New plans. Everybody say new plans. Now, you can't have, let me, let me borrow a page out of the playbook. 
the Bible. The Bible says that if the old could have got the job done, there wouldn't have been any need for the new. But because the old could only take you so far, and we thank God for the old, and it brought us all the way to where we are, but there comes a shift in the time when God says, no, it won't do. It couldn't do everything, but now I'm going to bring the new thing. And, and now listen, embrace the new thing. Embrace the new thing. Matter of fact, every one of you need to turn away from, uh, just turn around right now. Amen? Just turn around. Just turn around. Now, Lord, all that you got, turn, turn around. You're looking at me. Turn around. I can talk to the back of your head. Look that way. Look that way. Look, look that way. There is a whole world that you're, listen, I read scripture. It says you're blessed when, you're, when your inside world gets in order, your mind and your heart. said so then you will see God in the outside world. Now, you, now listen, you're going to start to see God everywhere you look, the blessing of God. Everywhere you look, the new things of God. Everywhere. It's not going to be like it was before. See, because before has been left at the altar, and there's a new before you now. God set them up, set them up, let them see, give them eyes, give them ears. Let them see you in the outside world. I declare manifestation, demonstration in the revelation and transformation in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.